I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen and bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. Welcome back to another edition of Renovation Made Right. I am David Bryan. And I am Brenda Bryan. And? And we are very excited to be here today because we have another episode with our friend Greg Kyer from Flormy in Nashua, New Hampshire. And we're going to be talking about hardwood today, which I know I'm very excited about. Yep. So we had a good conversation in our in our first uh, interview with Greg, um, all around carpet, uh, all the things that you would ever want to need to know about carpet. I know, I learned um, so much. And then we also had a, a conversation around just the whole idea of thinking about the flooring shopping experience and how we how we deal with that. And so today we're going to drill in and do uh, do a conversation. We sort of limit because because obviously clients come in to Greg's store. I think with specific needs, they're looking for one thing. It's rare that a client just walks in with no idea of what they want. And right. so uh, let's bring in Greg and we'll uh, we'll talk about the hardwood flooring side of things. Hey guys, Dave and Brenda, how are you? Thanks for having me back again. We are so glad to have you. So I just want to I want to clarify for our listeners right now, we are still in the midst of COVID-19, so uh, Greg is calling in on his phone. We can't have him here in the studio with us. So if the uh, sound is not quite what you expect in terms of quality, if he, he was live with us, that's why. We but the, apologize. But, but the content's going to be perfect. Content's going to be perfect. Right. right. <laughs> so Greg, I think, um, you know, the whole hardwood flooring selection process can be very confusing. There's there's uh, whether I should go with a pre-finished floor, an unfinished floor, an engineered wood floor, uh, you know, and and then there's places that sell uh, floor, flooring at a substantial discount and, and that are sort of advertised on TV and lots of And so I think consumers kind of come in wanting wood floors, but their head is spinning, not knowing how to make selections and how to, how to go about that. Can you help lend some clarity to what we should be thinking about when we're thinking about wood floor for our home? Yeah, Dave. So all of what you said is very true about, um, you know, wood flooring and different types and, you know, what people are thinking and wanting when they come into the store. So um, wood flooring is a very, very exciting part of the business. The wood flooring in homes adds more warmth and beauty really than any other material that you can put down. But at the same time, it's a very competitive business and very fickle in a sense because, you um, you know, with the big box introducing their two ninety nine wood, they've really kind of set people's expectations of what pricing is. So, you know, people come into the store, they have a price point in mind, really not sure what they're looking for. But we have a method of just really dialing it down in a really simple way to help customers pick out hardwood flooring. So there's basically four questions I ask a customer. And within minutes, I can get down to what a customer likes. And that the first one would be color, because color is the one thing that customers understand, regardless of if they're looking for carpet, tile, or hardwood. So they understand the color. That's a really first hurt, easy hurdle. So then I go from color to species, board width, and the application of the product. 
And um, those are really four easy steps. Customers know if they want a light natural wood, if they want something stained, then I'll go into species, something that might have a, a softer, you know, grain appearance like maple or yellow birch, uh, or something that has a more coarse grain appearance like ash or oak. Um, customers know what they want right off the bat. So they like something in a charcoal color, they like something in the coarse grain, and they might like, so that goes to oak or ash. Then we're going to board with, you know, there's a lot of customers that like that wide plank, but there's a cost associated with that. So we kind of find, you know, something that they're happy with. And we talk about application. Is that going below grade in a basement? Um, do they need to go, you know, above grade? Is it solid engineered or floating hardwood floor? So in a short period, we can really dial down to what the customer needs for their home. Okay. So what, when you talk about application and also you talked about, um, a floating floor. Can you explain some of the different kinds of engineering that goes into hardwood these days? I mean, what I have in my home is just a, a three-quarter thick oak. Two and a, two and a quarter inch strip oak flooring. Unfinished, right? Right. right. Uh, unfinished and finished on site. And that's what a lot of people think about. But I know that's all kinds of new technology that's come in in terms of laminated floors. Uh, I mean, laminated wood floors. Um, so and, and and qualities of finishes. Right. So I, I want to hear a little bit about um, you know what's great about a floor that's laid unfinished and then refinished, and what's great about some of the other products that are are out there. Okay. So on the engineered side, that's where people confuse the most. Um, engineered means it just has a manufactured core, whether it's a, some sort of plywood core or a medium density fiberboard. Uh, but the real quality in the engineered is in the wear layer and how they source that veneer. The best one would be a sawn cut veneer, which is, which really is a true representation of the of the grain of the wood. When you then say, I'm go, sorry, when you say yeah, sawn cut, you're talking about S-A-W-N, right? Correct. What does yeah. that mean? I don't know if you well, can better of, describe that. Yeah, so sawn cut is, so when they when they source the wood for the three-quarter inch, it's basically planks of wood that are sawn three-quarters of an inch thick. Mm -hmm. When they cross over into the engineered, they'll have that sawn cut veneer, which is still an, an accurate representation of the grain. So once it's down and they're side by side between a solid sawn cut three-quarters wood and an engineered with a sawn cut veneer, you really can't tell the difference. Okay. The big difference goes from when it goes from that, that sawn cut to a rotary peel. And that's basically how they make plywood. Instead of taking, you know, sawn pieces off of the, the lumber, they're, they're maximizing the yield of that log by rotary cutting, almost similar to a pencil sharpener. So when I see a, a rotary peel engineered floor, to me, it looks like pre-finished plywood. You get really wide, unnatural grain patterns. There's more of a chance of the grain splitting and, and having issues with that. Okay. Okay. And so um, where does it come into, like, what's what's the reason why someone would go site-finished versus pre-finished? Or other way around, whatever. Yeah, well, a lot of folks grew up in a home that had a site finish. Older floors, they remember their, you know, the floors being finished or maybe their grandmother or the parents using Murphy's oil soap and they've grown up with those kind of floors so there's a certain comfort level with that. Um, there is an advantage to that in the sense that if, if I wanted to do a job and they had two or three rooms of a sand and finished floor 
and they wanted to add a room, then that's where I would go to a sanded finish, build off of what they have, and in the process, sand down and refinish all the floors at the same time so they blend. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side of the coin, if I went into a home and they had one room of a sanded finish and they wanted to do three or four rooms and build off of that, I would encourage them to rip up that one room call a loss and go with the pre-finish from the factory because long term that's really where the advantage is and so you're driving them toward pre-finish mostly because of uh, of wear and longevity or what or it, what's the reason for that mainly from wear and longevity because when you add up the cost of both of these products and stock they're actually about the same but the long-term maintenance of a sand and finish floor are what will add up over the year. So a lot of folks do is they install their floor, sand it and finish it. They live with it for eight or 10 years where it becomes so beat up, they need to sand it all down and do it over instead of screening and recoding your floor. And screening and recoding your floor is an abrasive pad that goes on the bottom of a machine. They lightly scuff up the surface and they add more urethane. And I, I, you know, use an analogy that I use with customers all the time that's very similar to buying a brand new car, not waxing it for eight or 10 years, then waxing it and trying to bring back the shine. It's impossible. Right. So sand and finish floors need maintenance. The pre-finished floors, um, the, the finish is so, so durable. Chances of you have to, of, of having to refinish that are so, so small, but you have the ability to do that if needed. Okay. Interesting. That's great. And there's even, um, there's some, so what is it that, like, what's the difference and what makes the, the, the pre-finished floor so much more durable than the than the site-finished floor? It's still some form of urethane, isn't it? It's, it is a form of urethane, but at the factory, they UV, they, they UV cure that urethane and they bake it on. And they, they literally, they run it through an oven after it's coated versus just air drying with um, um, a urethane sand and finish drum. Right. And you actually get, I, I do know this, um, when, when you're putting a site finish floor down, if you have any, if you want to stain it or do some other color, it is very difficult to get a, the kind of quality and finish and consistency yeah. Yeah. in a site finish floor. Um, it's just much, much harder. It's easier to see um, sanding marks and that kind of thing. Like any any kind of stain hangs up on wood in, in a really negative way. So the site finished, uh, rather the pre-finished stuff, just, you know, when you're talking about different kinds of colors other than just like a standard natural finish are just so much nicer. Yeah, and that's true. And and, and also on the, on the site finish, if that's stained and urethane, now you have to refinish your floor and it's stained. That even adds more problems because you can't sand off that urethane and not affect the stain. So that means right. the restaining the floors as well. Right. And you have to take off even more of the finish just to start you from do, scratch yeah. again. Right. Yeah. So you were talking about one of the other things that you um, you have clients in, talk to you with about is sort of the application. So you know, depending on where the floor is going, you might guide someone differently, whether it's a kitchen, a second floor, a first floor, or a basement. Talk about that a little bit. Yep. So you know, that's very similar to putting carpet or tile or anything else in your home. It should really fit what's going on in your home as far as traffic and you know, levels of moisture and things like that. So typically in the main level of the floor, first or second, um, we typically go with a solid hardwood floor. If it was in a basement, um, it would be more of an engineered hardwood floor. Uh, but even getting into a basement, I would probably go to a luxury vinyl plank in a basement. 
that's probably more practical there. But in the main levels of the home, um, an advantage to getting into engineered on main levels of a home, if you wanted to get into, say, a five-inch wide plank flooring, I would never install a five-inch solid hardwood in someone's home because the wider the board, the more dimensionally unstable it becomes, the more expansion and contraction you get through the different seasons versus an engineered that goes down five, six inches wide. You won't get any gapping or no seasonal changes, um, you know, with moisture conditions and, you know, things drying out in the wintertime. Okay. And and what about installation method? Is that something you really even talk with clients about, whether it's a nail down or a glue down or any kind of stuff? Or you just, is that sort of less relevant? No, that, it really is. Because what, what we really pride ourselves on in Florida here is educating the customer. And the biggest compliment we can get is after a consultation with the customer, they can say, well, that's great. You know, nobody ever told me that information before. It's important to represent the customer's best interest when you're trying to make a sale um, because customers are so intuitive today they know if you're just trying to make a quick sale so educating people on application whether it's engineered or solid i think it's it's really a no-brainer you know in, in sales nowadays okay and and what about um like you said you started off commenting sort of commenting on the fact that there's sort of price misinformation or maybe price confusion for consumers because you go to some big box stores and you see flooring for um, two ninety nine a square foot or whatever, or you'll see companies that advertise on TV and uh, and sell all kinds of, of hardwood flooring um, for what appear to be really short dollars. Help us understand what what creates that kind of price point. Is it a, what are people getting when they make that choice? Is there, are they compromising on quality or um, are you getting, you know, short lengths of wood or what, how, how is it the manufacturers, uh, you know, where, where a decent floor goes out the door at $6 a square foot, what are we getting when we, when we succumb to $3 a square foot? Yeah, that's a really good question. So in the process of what we do at Flormy here, I've, I've taken out a lot of the commodity products like the Bruce's and the Armstrong's and went with better quality products that are made in Canada that are actually more affordable. Um, but, you know, going back to the, you know, the Home Depot question, when you go into Home Depot or Big Box and you see what for $2.99, right on the box, it's going to say 10% of this is unusable. So what that $3 what is is basically a mill run their shorts, their discolored boards, their, you know, boards with the tongues blown off. Um, you get kind of a mismatch of, you know, poorly milled products. Um, that compared to going to a Canadian product that might be five fifty or six dollars delivered to the store, the the the, the quality difference is just a, you know phenomenal. Okay. Um, so that more than anything else, hardwood you really get what you pay for. Sure. Sure. And it's it's tough, right? Because in most cases, the the amount of display space you're looking at is a very small, you know, vignette of what the floor looks like when put together. You need you don't sometimes you might not see those quality issues unless you're looking at, you know, 80 square feet or, or 100 square feet of a, of a given product put together. Right? It's it, that's a you're you're relying on a little bit of faith there. You are and the tolerances for what being defective you know in a sense are, are just so so small with you know the butt joint should be should be nice and tight there should be no gapping in the floor when it's done um so you know it's really worth it to spend an extra couple of dollars a square foot i don't even know if you can find solid hardwoods for three dollars a square foot anymore 
Um, it's been a while since I've seen that at big box, but there are still products out there that are, you know, perceived good values, but they're, but they're really not. Okay. All right. Um, and wh- what do consumers need to be thinking about in terms of where the wood comes from? Does it matter uh, about whether it's, you know, uh, U.S. based, Canadian based, China based? I'm assuming I, I, I don't I'm guessing here, but I'm, China seems to make everything in the world. I'm assuming they make floor, wood flooring, too. They do. So a lot of the engineered wood um, comes from China. And, you know, hardwood is not fine wine. It does not get better as it ages you know, <laughs> so you get something that's made on the other side of the world it's put in shipping containers it could have been made six months ago and by the time it gets here it goes through distribution a lot of the wood that we get that comes from canada it's made within a week and delivered to the store and a lot of people find that hard to believe they might have some of their commodity products like the three and a quarter red oak made within a couple of weeks and you know on the shelf and ready to go but if you want a specialty color what the mills in canada do is they have different days that they run specific colors to the mill so they may have just made up some blanks and today we're running charcoal so i could order a wood from Proverco, which is my preferred brand i could order that on a monday by friday that wood has been made in the box and it's on its way down to the states here That's so amazing. you really shorten up that time and a lot of these products too that you find with that are made overseas they're rotary peeled products they're not um they're not on baltic birch plywood core so and i'm not saying all of these products are bad but for the majority, you know, of the hardwood out there, you're better, much better off to get that locally sourced and manufactured. Okay. Okay. All right. That's excellent. Do you have any, what kind of flooring questions do you have, Brad? I don't know. I think he's answered them all. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty thorough. Yeah, it's pretty, I, can, yeah. I can answer a couple more questions. So a lot of folks come into the store looking to put hardwood through their whole first floor. And the big question is, do I put hardwood in my kitchen? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. So I go back to... The use of the home, the lifestyle, really what's going on there. So I found that most of the folks that are putting hardwood in the kitchen, they're a little bit older, the kids are grown up, or they're on their way up to college. They don't have that activity where there's toys and dropping things in the kitchen, you know, and things like that. Lots, so, lots, of, um, lots of wet spills and things like that. That's lots not... of wet spills. And, you know, I've found that for the majority of customers coming in, if they're doing hardwood, they're going through every single room throughout the first floor. In a lot of cases, they are going into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah we, I, I know, you know, our business, we, we do a ton of kitchens on the remodel side of our business. And uh, and I, I would say percentage-wise, the vast majority are wood-based floors. Right. right? And um, actually, even in our home, we have um, hardwood all throughout the kitchen and the powder room. Right. So. Right. Yeah. yeah, and what folks need to think about, too, that hard, the, you have to think as hardwood as furniture on your floor. Mm-hmm. You Thank should you be listening. taking your shoes sure off when you're going to home, which is easy to say, but nobody does that all the time. But, you know, you're wearing your work boots and there's a pebble stuck, you know, in the sole of your shoes. It's doing those things to really baby the floor in a sense, and it'll really look good for it. Right, right, exactly. Awesome. So, Greg, this has been uh, just like it was before with the carpet side of things. Always fantastic. We been... learned so much. Oh, thank you. It's so much fun. I really, really appreciate this time. This has been very educational. We really appreciate it. And uh, so thank you for being with us. Uh, and so Greg Kyer from FloorMe, uh, a wealth of knowledge and information. And we are greatly appreciative. So you have been listening to Renovation Made Right. With Brenda Bryan. And David Bryan. Thank you very much.